If you're not paying attention to the American League West, you probably didn't even notice because it happened so fast. The Texas Rangers won 21 out of their 27 games in June, and on the night of June 30th tied with the Yankees for the best record in baseball. I'm Alex Reisner and you're listening to Game of Chance, a show about baseball, statistics, culture, history, and the role of luck in baseball. How are they doing it? How are the Rangers, who were a 500 team at the beginning of June, winning so many games? Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not the pitching. So yeah, it's the hitting. The pitching's actually been pretty good, but the hitting has been absurdly good. During June, they averaged over seven runs per game. I think the Phillies did that for their, uh, the first week of the season, maybe, but it was pretty obvious that wasn't going to last. To average seven runs a game for an entire month is pretty remarkable. And it's not that they played all their games at home. They played half their games at home and half on the road. And it's not that they did it against some inept pitchers. Uh, they scored six runs against Mark Burley, six runs against Gavin Floyd, six runs against James Shields, four runs against Matt Garza in a loss, five runs against Scott Casimir, eight runs against Roy Oswalt, seven runs against Felix Hernandez, who, by the way, the other night pitched his third consecutive complete game, shutting out the Yankees. I think that's something that should be getting talked about. The Rangers' offense is potent. Vladimir Guerrero, Josh Hamilton, Nelson Cruz, and Michael Young are all hitting over 300 with at least 10 home runs. And Hamilton and Guerrero each have 18. Ian Kinsler at second base, his on-base percentage is 391. Shortstop Elvis Andrews has a 380 on-base percentage and 22 stolen bases. This is also a team that swings the bat. They don't walk a lot, but they don't strike out a lot either. They get a ton of hits. In the last episode, I mentioned that Vladimir Guerrero is one of the all-time greats. I don't know why people are surprised by this, or by that he's having such a great season. I don't know why he accepted a $10 million pay cut. If you look at his numbers, last year is clearly not in line with his usual production. He had an off year, and I guess because he's 36 and he's at an age when a lot of hitters start to decline, people thought he might be done. But I think that's because people aren't giving him enough credit. There aren't many players in history as good as Vladimir Guerrero. And if anyone has the ability to stay strong into their late 30s, it's a player of that caliber. You'd think someone as good as Vladimir Guerrero would get the benefit of the doubt, but for some reason, people just don't seem to understand how great he is. Example, last year, the Sporting News printed a list of the 50 greatest active players. Their top 10 is actually pretty good, but then it gets weird, and Guerrero, is listed at number 37, behind players like Grady Sizemore, Jose Reyes, Mark Teixeira, David Wright, and Alfonso Soriano. Now, not to take anything away from those players, they're good, but they're not at the same level as Guerrero. They're not guaranteed Hall of Famers, and Guerrero should not be getting confused with players like that. I guess maybe it's because he played half of his career in Montreal. Uh, I don't know why he's been so overlooked. He's appeared in eight All-Star games. He won the 2004 American League MVP award. He's always in the running for the MVP award. The only outfielders with more Silver Slugger awards are Barry Bonds and Manny Ramirez. His career slugging percentage is 14th all-time. 
He's only the 12th player to hit his 300th home run before turning 30. And among players with 400 home runs, here are the batting average leaders. Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Stan Musial, Jimmy Fox, Vladimir Guerrero. He's sixth all-time. Now, I know if you're not a big fan of batting average, you probably just blow that off. But batting average is not as useless a stat as it's been made out to be. If you like on-base percentage better, well, his on-base percentage is better than Ichiro's by about 10 points, I think. Uh, they're actually similar kinds of hitters in that they swing a lot, although Guerrero's clearly got more power than Ichiro. Uh, if you want to talk about a stat that really matters, let's look at runs created per game, which is basically the number of runs a team consisting of only that player would score. So if you have a lineup of nine Vladimir Guerreros, you're going to score eight runs a game, which is 32nd all-time. It's better than Matt Holliday, Miguel Cabrera, Ryan Howard, Ryan Braun, and a bunch of other players who are better than number 37 on the sporting news list. Guerrero's not ranked so low because of his fielding, if you're wondering about that. Until recently, he was an excellent outfielder with one of the strongest arms in the game. Uh, every year he had one of the top range factors in the league, and among active players, only Bobby Abreu has more assists from right field. His arm was definitely respected. People did not test him. His low ranking isn't because of his base running either. Uh, he's stolen 179 bases so far, and in 2002 he was one home run short of being the fifth 40-40 club member. That's the kind of all-around ability he has. He's the complete package. And of course he swings a lot. He doesn't get walked nearly as often as other hitters who are equally dangerous. But he doesn't strike out a lot either. You don't want to put him in the category of the big power hitter who strikes out a lot. He's never struck out 100 times in a season, and he's not even usually close. I think he had 95 one year, but that was a little unusual. He's averaged 70 a year in his full seasons. In fact, he strikes out about as often as leadoff hitters, like Johnny Damon, Jose Reyes, and Jimmy Rollins. Those guys all strike out around once in every nine plate appearances, which is obviously pretty good. He doesn't strike out a lot because he can hit seemingly anything, which is maybe the most fantastic thing about him and what makes him so much fun to watch. When he was young, it was also what caused him to get a lot of criticism. He just swings at a lot of bad pitches. Um, but after a while, the criticism stopped because his results were so good. You know, he's a bad ball hitter. He's a great bad ball hitter, which means that he hits pitches that are out of the strike zone. And sometimes they're way out of the strike zone. Actually, if you have MLB TV and you can watch replays, you should really check out May 18th of this year when he hit a home run against the Angels on a pitch that was basically in the dirt. It was a breaking ball, it was headed down, and it was, you know, it was about to bounce. It was three or four inches off the ground. And it was outside, and he somehow pulled it over the wall in left field. It's pretty amazing. Definitely uh, take a look at that if you can. And then also, of course, last August, he hit a single on a pitch that actually did bounce. Uh, he hit a bloop single into left field against the Orioles. That was August 14th, 2009. You should check that out also if you can. Another thing about Guerrero is he doesn't wear batting gloves. You kind of have to love that. 
There's not many guys who don't wear batting gloves anymore. Jason Kendall, uh, Jorge Posada. That's that's it as far as I know. I can't think of anyone else. Uh, and that's why his helmet is always so dirty. He's got that big brown smear over his entire helmet. That's where he keeps his pine tar. Rubs his hands on that before he picks up a bat. Anyway, I hope I've convinced you that Vladimir Guerrero deserves more credit than he's been getting. He's not the 37th best active player. He's in the top 10, there's no doubt. He's not having some kind of freak season. You shouldn't be surprised about what he's doing in Texas. He is one of the all-time greats. His legs aren't in great shape anymore, but as long as he can stay at DH, uh, he'll hit 500 home runs before he's done. He's at 425 now, and I'll bet he's got three more good years in him. Maybe when that happens, people will start to recognize how great he is. I don't know what it's going to take. A month ago, ESPN ran a front-page story about how the Rangers should trade him while his value's up. Again, like it's some kind of fluke. Now that the Rangers have the best record in baseball, I don't think anyone's talking about Guerrero being traded. Not that the Rangers are going to the World Series, but I do think Guerrero will finish the season strong, and I hope people realize that he's still a team leader, even on a powerhouse like the Rangers. That's all for this episode, but if you have something to say, I've got a phone line now uh, waiting for your call. We can talk. You can be on the next episode. If you just want to rant, you can do that. Any topic, anything baseball. The number is 32323-00233. In a more conventional rhythm, that's 323-230-0233. I'll talk about anything. Call me anytime. Like I said, if you make some good points, you can be on the next episode. Very informal. Just give me a call. I'm Alex Reisner, and you've been listening to Game of Chance. To leave comments and for more information, check out the website at gameofchance.alexreisner.com.